Hey guys, this is a new episode of Table for Four. My name is Andre. Hey, this is Stephanie. This is our episode while we're on vacation right now. Yay! And this episode is called COVID One Year Later. pretty much almost 13 months after we had our uh, vacation in february of 2020 right 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 right. and after we landed that's when everything started happening and then at first we didn't believe about it and then we're like yeah this probably gonna pass and here we are a year later yeah so in february we we vacationed with our close friends we have my sister-in-law jen we got Theo Rowe, my brother. Back in the building. Then we got three more special guests. We got my boy Jay in the building. Mr. Body Jay. Then we got our other close friends that they moved during the pandemic to the West Coast. From the East Coast, we have Yesenia and Ronnie. Hi. What up? Welcome, guys. So as many of you know that it's uh, one year later after the whole start of the pandemic. So... Uh, I guess this episode is really dedicated to finding out your point of view, uh, your understanding of how the pandemic affected you individually. And, you know, this affects from everybody, from a business owner to essential workers, to kids, to parents, to moms, dads, uncles, everybody. Everybody. So um, this is really dedicated to you guys um, because there's so much that had happened after the year. So... This is just kind of a, a summary of the fruition <laughs> after yeah. COVID. So uh, thank you again for, you know, being part of this and being on vacation with us. I, I think this vacation is a sign of things uh, getting back to normal, but um, there is still a lot of things to get through. But again, thank you again for participating. Um, so I just want to take this moment and... Um, I'll just have an open floor. I have questions for you guys. You know, if anybody wants to chime in, uh, let me know. So the first question is, how do we start from the beginning? Who caught the vid? Mm. <laughs> Who caught the vid? I so caught the vid. You caught it. I caught it March 29th, a day before your birthday. Oh, yeah, you did. Yep. And I was, well, I was supposed to be on vacation that week. Right. We were supposed to be away. And I was out three weeks sick. So how was it for you? Like how it was, was brutal yeah. and painful and I lost 20 pounds. The 20 pounds but part, not true, but okay. You <laughs> lost like five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say where? <laughs> you wasn't there. <laughs> no, but it, it was one of those like me being an essential worker, I, I was, you know, I was being cautious. I wore gloves. I sanitize my area all the time, especially me dealing with the public. Uh, I kept my distance from everybody. I wore a mask, but you know, and I still got sick. You know, so it was one of those like in the beginning, I felt it was surreal. I was like, because it's something that it's something that you can't see. You know, this uh, this this virus that's going around, and when I saw the train stations and the terminals empty with no people, I was like, this can't be real. And then I got sick. I was like, this is real. Yeah. And that's the reality with it. Like with many people, like 
there was a a shock to everybody. So um, uh, for me, I don't know. Yeah, the shock is going to get you. <laughs> it's an inside joke and we will share that later on. Um, as, as for me, um, there was always a fight in the house of who was the one who brought it home. So it was either between myself, uh, Andre or my mom, your mom. Yep. So the understanding is I worked in the clinic for maybe four weeks. And in those four weeks, we've had like several instances of people being positive for COVID at the office. So for me, I could have been the one who caught it and brought it home. Or Andre could have been the one to bring it home. Right. And, or my mom. Or your mom. And she works at a nursing home. In nursing so we're home. All doing the blame game. It was you who brought it in. No, no, it was you, you that brought it in. It was you because you work in the city all the time. Blah, blah. Like, <laughs> so um, at that point, we all got really sick. I had a terrible cough. I had the sneezes. I had the fever. I had yeah. the chills. And I lost my sense of taste and smell. I still, to a year later, uh, it still ain't right. So, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But right. like, like the only way I could attribute the feeling, because we went to Denver in February, 2020, right, 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 and we were up in the mountains in a high altitude. Some of us got high altitude sickness. I associated similar to that. Plus, on top of that, it was like the fever, the cold, the loss of taste, loss of smell. Yeah, it was the difficulty in breathing for yeah, you. Difficulty yeah, difficulty breathing. And I think it was hard for me, um, trying to figure out. What do I do now? You know, he was in the hospital. I didn't know what to do. You can't visit your, your friends and family. I was home with the kids. I was getting sick myself. So it's just like so many different things that happened that you made you worry. But I think I was more angry than anything else. Like I thought that he was the one protecting himself. He was always doing what he had to do. But how is it he still got sick? You know, but I had to, I had to figure out that it wasn't his fault and that this is nobody's fault, you know. Um, other people might say it differently, but you know, when it comes to, to, to COVID, it's a, uh, you can't use the blame game. You can't. So, but has anybody else, um, experienced COVID? Anybody at the table? I think it's just me and my, my buddy Jay over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a very interesting way that we caught it. Um, we spent one weekend touring Mexican restaurants that my siblings work at because they were closing indoor dining again. Right. So we wanted to go out and support them. We spent the whole weekend out drinking, yep. having a good time. No problem. Um, Saturday, we were like, should we stop by my mother's house? And I said, no, she just got tested for COVID. We don't have the results yet. We're not going to her house. The next day, we went to another restaurant that my right. siblings work at, hung out there, had a good time. My mom texted, I got my results back. I'm negative. So I know at some point in the night, me and Stephanie had to go to the bathroom. So after we left the bar, we were like, let's go back to my mom's house, use the bathroom. And that's what we did. We hung out with my parents for a little bit. It was like 45 minutes. Yeah, not nothing. Even not even that long. Not even that long. Not even that long. Super spreaders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the row in the corner. It was literally just four or five of us in the room. Um, uh, yep, yep. And then nothing was. Everything was fine. The next morning, my mom texted us. I don't feel well. My body aches. I think I'm sick. So we said, okay, whatever. She went and got tested again on Wednesday. She turned out to be positive. So I immediately texted. Andre, Stephanie, Jay, and everyone else who was there and said, my mom tested too early the first time. Now she's positive. We should all get tested. By that point, I was feeling like crap. I had a major headache. I had no coughing. I had body aches and a minor, minor fever. 
Um, but by like Friday, I was done. I was like, I slept for like three days straight. By the third or fourth day, I lost taste and smell. I was just getting everything back within like the past three weeks. But otherwise than that, it was just a killer headache and I slept for a long oh, time. Yeah, that headache is yeah. no joke. And all this was Christmas week. Christmas week. Christmas so we week. Yes. We, we miss Christmas Eve. We <laughs> oh, miss Christmas God, Day. So so oh my I had God. only gifts from my bedroom. They left it in front of the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave it right here. It's crazy because of this, we, we caught it at the same time and her, you know, all her conditions were completely different from mine. Like I literally just had coughing, sneezing, stuffy nose. And that's all. I, that's all I had. I so fine. you didn't even have fever. Nothing. No fever. No body aches. No chills. No loss of smell, taste. I was all messed up. I really thought it was just a cold. I thought it was like a regular, you know, common cold that I get during the winter time because, you know, temperature changes. I was outside with right. no jacket, this or that, yada yada yada. So I, I thought it was nothing. I was like, oh yeah, common cold. Take some Theraflu. Drink some tea. With honey and some, just some Vicks paper rub. Vapa <laughs> you know? All this because you high five Jen's mom. Yeah, high five and shit. Cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> high five and a cup of coffee. Of, you know your own. You know beliefs. <laughs> Support and beliefs. Support and beliefs. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> but the the crazy thing is that until I got tested, I would spent every day with my with Theo Rowe over here, and he didn't catch a thing. Rode the train to work every day, then stop. That, uh, that DNA is next level. <laughs> Central, American, Central American blood. Yeah. But I, I always say to myself, if you didn't get it, are you a lucky or are you superhuman? That's how I'm thinking in my head. I don't know. I, I've been exposed to it about three times now. And all three times I've, I've avoided it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe I caught it without knowing. Maybe I'm one of those asymptomatic uh, folks. but. Uh, we took a test for antibodies back in like early May of 2020. Didn't have them. Uh, maybe it's something that I should go test again for. You know, like, it, like I was kind of hoping that I did have it, to be honest, because I just wanted to get it over with. Um, kind of like ease, ease that, uh, you know, stop being scared and just, all right, right, cool, I got it. Now I could live on and move forward with my life and not live in fear. But still haven't gotten it. I'm still dodging the bullets like the Matrix. <laughs> and meanwhile, they traveled a few times yeah. during during COVID, and every time negative, negative, negative. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been around then, so many people. We've still shot weddings during you know the the pandemic. Um, you know, people dancing like there was no pandemic, and here we are. We're still we still haven't gotten it from yeah. the wedding. They give you that like. Because you never believe it when they were said like, oh, you, you just catch it at home, even if you're three, four people. And you're like, okay, that's crazy. I've been at weddings. I've been at all these events. I'm fine. You would think, right? And then it did yeah. take that one night, 45 minutes in my mother's house with just four other people. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> Done. But I always thought of it. I like, didn't have to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you, so you're pointing fingers now. You're pointing fingers now. Right, I got you, Jay. I wanted to stay in the car, but they made me say Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi with the side of the vid. <laughs> but it was it's always um Thank you, come again. <laughs> Bring your friends. <laughs> also that <laughs> No, but I always think of it as um is it a rite of passage if you did um, contract COVID? Because it almost seems like everybody's catching it. So it's like if you didn't catch it, like, you know, what's wrong with you? But 
it's not always about that. Just just thinking about how COVID itself, like what were your circumstances before COVID hit? I know that you mentioned that we were on vacation, but did you guys have any plans down the line and anything like that uh, in terms of like all, you know, before everything hit? Um, we had a big Italy trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about in that. Yeah. 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 So did we, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had we had our schedule, our trip in November. Oh, to Europe. Yeah, to Europe. We didn't even get to do that. No. We had our trip completely booked. We had our plane tickets, our mm-hmm. hotels, mm-hmm. train tickets. We had a whole curriculum. Whole uh, curriculum yeah. down packed. And then I remember, I think it was like February, Italy was like hit super hard. And yep. we would just hear these reports every day. And we'd be like, it's fine. It'll be yeah. fine in two, three weeks. We still got three months before our trip. It'll be fine. We'll make it. And then there's a time went on. It was just like... Just we were like, oh crap, all right. Oh, but it'll still be fine. It's only two weeks. And then it just kept going and going. And then we just had to make the call Man, and, and cancel sucks. it. Uh, did anybody else have any big plans for 2020? Did anybody else get COVID? Did not get COVID? You guys didn't get COVID, right? You didn't get COVID? Not, no. Oh, I need to hear this. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> In fact, like we were quarantining. Us, just us two for about two months. We didn't see anyone else except my mother that lives down the block from us. And she actually had COVID the entire time. No that she way. Wow. You know, coming over. Um, yeah, and we didn't catch it. Yeah, no, didn't catch the vid. Uh, definitely caught weight. <laughs> Who the did COVID it? COVID 15. Who did it? The COVID 15 pounds. <laughs> that was Quarantine 15. <laughs> No, I think we, we did our part to kind of like stay, stay uh, clear from people having the vid and just kind of like making sure we weren't out um, unprotected. And we, we lasted. I think we survived. Um, I don't know about a rite of passage, but I think overall it's just kind of like, I feel like we definitely covered our bases at the end of the day. So that's kind of where we yeah, like you said, you never know. Like you said that, Brian. well, um, Andre was saying that he was protecting himself and mask up and and taking precautions. Um, so you never know. But we were at trying to do our part too. And like if we, see, we saw, you know, our close circle of family, we wouldn't get close to them. We wouldn't hug them. We would keep our distance. So just, I guess, trying to do our part. Yeah, but and that must so have been far, hard, right? To to do that though, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I went in December. For instance, I went in December to visit my family. My grandmother, I went up to her to hug her and she just like kind of stood away, didn't want to hug me. And it was weird. Like just weird back. Yeah. Stand back. Like Protected I had my family. <laughs> I didn't see them in I think it was six months at that point. And to have to keep your distance from people and then at that point, Jen was sick and she was getting over COVID and I couldn't even see her. So it was things like that is pretty difficult mm-hmm. or like to pick and choose who I could see when I did go back. Mm. Right. And, and to not, not to fast forward, but now, but now when she said she came back to New York, Ronnie and Yesenia, they moved to the West Coast right. during COVID. Right. So how was that for you guys? This you know, packing up and leaving to the West Coast. We know you personally. You told us the job opportunity and all this stuff. Yeah. And you guys uh, decided to, to, to pick up and go. Yeah. I think overall it was hard um, leaving you guys and leaving kind of like the family we've grown to, to love and, and be around all the time. Um, but it, it definitely saw it as like a new opportunity. 
for the both of us. Right. Um, and why not, right? I mean, the pandemic is happening. There's so much other craziness happening. Why not do something um, to kind of like alter our lives right. for the better, obviously. Um, and it was, it was an awesome trip. Like we drove across country, uh, something I've always kind of wanted to do. And to have uh, my wife live somewhere new is also uh, something that was something that she probably would have never thought of doing. But right. um, since the opportunity uh, presented itself, we're just like, you know what, why not? And she took the plunge. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was helpful that like, because now everybody's remote, that you could right. pick up and go and exactly. not have to worry about going into an office. You could work from the other side of the country and it gave that opportunity right. for you guys. And at the same time, New York was shut down and they left mm-hmm. just to get there and then the West Coast shuts down. <laughs> and then we started opening back and up and then they were back in like March times. <laughs> See, y'all laughing, then not. <laughs> Indoor dining, still closed. Gyms. Wow. As of now, one year later, how yeah. is it now in San Fran? Like, like a ghost town. Oh, man. <laughs> California has been extreme, like, with yeah. the lockdowns. Like, people are fleeing the state. You know, Texas seems to be like the new haven for all mm-hmm. people that live in California because of the extremities of the lockdowns. But is it the lockdowns that I've been showing in reports of the the cases of, that are, keep rising, or I'm I'm just trying to find the correlation to that because I haven't been seeing the numbers going up. So why are the it's, why is it still astringent? The you I know mean, from I'm not from there, but from what I've been reading, it seems to be more of like a political game. Yeah, not to get too deep into politics, um, it's definitely like a, a back and forth with mm-hmm. just, with figuring out who is okay with doing things and mm-hmm. you know you see texas saying no uh mass mandate right where california is like no mass mandate everybody needs a mask right 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 but i think when it comes to um everybody's experience with COVID itself um moving to a different state is a, a difficult choice it's a big deal, yeah. yeah it's a big deal when you have to deal with so many different um aspects of you know if we move, will it be better where I'm going? Or is it going to be worse where I'm going? It, because we just didn't know. I know a lot of the misconceptions about COVID is that nobody really knew where it came from. How did it all begin? Where is it going to end? How is it going to end? Oh, Jay has something? Go ahead, Jay. No, no, no. no. I, I was just going to say, we know where it, where it came from. That's it. And where is that? China. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's a hundred percent true. Yes. Yeah, like, from from all the theories, it's it, it's going into one spit a uh, particular region. They just don't know if it was man made or it came from an animal or it came from a lab. But it it all ties back to that one area, mm-hmm. and that's the common denominator. The common denominator the origin, right? For Wuhan, right? But again, like when you think about. How, how did this become a pandemic, right? Everybody's trying to get an understanding of what a pandemic is. So when it comes, to, when it comes down to it, it's coming from country to country, country to country, right? So you living in New York, you're living in Texas, you're living in your own little place. How did this afflict you, right? How did this all come to you? Like, I'm, I'm chilling in my house. All of a sudden, this whole thing is coming down. Now I'm being shut down in my house. So how, how does everyone you know feel about quarantine like how did you deal with quarantine how did you cope with it 
I didn't cope well at all. I'm still not coping, but I was able to find school and, and, and my kids were home. They were doing remote learning. I was doing remote learning, but coping was always the most difficult thing for me. Um, I don't know how, ever, how every else dealt with it. I don't know if you want to talk about it, Andres. How did you how cope I with deal it? with it? Yeah. How did you cope with it as an essential worker? Like, how did you cope with it? Like with the quarantine? Or for you, it didn't really apply because you were still working. Right. Who else was still working? Yeah, I worked every day. You I worked. Didn't, I didn't stop. You never stopped working, nah, right? I never stopped. Went to work every day. Still five days a week from the beginning. Uh, there was definitely a lot, lot less people traveling on the train and in general in the city. Uh, but yeah, you know, people are like, oh, I'm working from home two, three months. I was like, I've been going to work every day on the train, still riding the subways. You know, there was definitely a precaution of people spread out. There was maybe like five to six, maybe even 10 people at max per train cart, which was weird. It was sitting in their own individual corner, you know, all maxed up, all like quiet, not saying anything. It was weird at first for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. It was weird. I, I traveled every day, so I didn't really know the concept of working from home and right. quarantining, you know, but two people, three people in their own home and not leaving and stuff like that. Right. Cause I wasn't crazy. I, I don't think I could ever work from home. Right. And that's the same thing <laughs> with me. I, I worked, Five days a week and sometimes six. And if, if, to me, it just felt like a normal thing just to go to work and come back. I think it was more difficult when I actually got it and had to quarantine and like in my room by myself for like, oh, like, what is it, like 14 days? Like, after the third day, I was just like, I gotta get out of here. Like, it was just sitting in a box in the room. Right. Well, you know, you, you know, it was, I was, I lived in four of the people in my, in my house. So I was the only one that got it. So not seeing them for 14 days and having to eat by myself and, you know, stay in my room by myself and wait till they finish using the bathroom to go use the bathroom or go to the kitchen and use something. I have to wear gloves, make sure if I did touch something right. without gloves, I have to Clorox wipe it. And after I take a shower, just make sure you Clorox the whole bathroom. So it was very weird. Um, so I think it was more difficult actually having COVID and quarantining compared to always just working every day during COVID itself. Right. right. And in my, in my case, it was the same thing. When I had COVID, it was... I was pretty much two and a half weeks in the room. It was more than 14 days. Yeah, you were longer. Because I was sick already and I was like almost three weeks in there. Yeah, you were you and, were not like, you were not 100%. And all I drank was soup and everyone's, oh, just drink soup. It's gonna, it's like a fever. Like it's not, it wasn't like a fever. Soup wasn't helping. Hot teas weren't helping. Robitussin wasn't helping. Cough, nothing was helping. Nothing, nothing, you just had to go through it. The only thing that I had was I had the kid's nebulizer. That was the right. only thing that helped you breathe. That's what the doctor told me. That just, yeah, that was a, the only thing that, that I can help. Could have helped with stuff. Though. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it. So that helped me too. Yeah. And during that time, after after I finished quarantine, uh, Steph sent me to the store. I'm like, you want me to go out there? <laughs> oh, I couldn't wait to oh dude I went out there And I had social anxiety As soon as I walked In the store I swear I swear As soon as I walked Into the store I started sweating bro Super spreader Cause you were nervous <laughs> That you had it And you were Yeah other yeah Cause I'm other people it. And I'm like And then everyone is in, I'm, Everyone's like Complaining about social distance Stay away from me you, You're in my space And all this stuff And I'm in the store And I'm like Like panicking Like oh What's going Like what do I do And then I I, went, I got the stuff I went back home I told her, do not ever send me to the store again. He didn't go. He didn't go to the store like another three weeks. He did not go. She was like, you better go outside because you, you need to start getting used to being outside. I'm like, those those two and a half weeks. I was like, that's crazy. I was he, paranoid to go out. Yeah, and it, it it was it was sad to see somebody that's always outside and right. outgoing and things like that. Right. And he was technically my, my hands were shaking. I was like yeah. coming back to the house. I'm like, 
Please don't answer me. That was like, never my intention. To She's like, why? And I said, look. Yeah, it was <laughs> bad. His, hands, his hands were shaking. And, I, like, felt, I, and I, I felt so bad because I, I, that was not even my intention. <laughs> that was never my intention. But that is how um, people are reacting. This is how society is now seeing it. Like you are out there. You're walking. You're carrying COVID. And, you know, oops, social distancing. And people are getting into fights. And people are getting into arguments and things like that. So. I can understand why you had that anxiety, but th- how did anybody else um, cope with it? For me, I feel like the older I'm getting, the more antisocial I become. <laughs> yeah. So I, you love I, saying I, I'm, I'm going to be honest that I felt like I was training for this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it came pretty natural. Um, but... The, the one thing that it did affect uh, me and Jen was that uh, we're, we're so used to always working nonstop, constantly busy, constantly moving, um, and that stopped. So after like two, two or three weeks of being home, that's when it started to really sink in that we're like, oh my God, like we haven't done anything. We've just been here. And, w- you know, it was supposed to be two weeks, right? To flatten the curve, they said. And here we are almost a year later. A year later, yeah, yeah. Uh, but after a month or so, that's when I just like, I, I, I can't do this. Like I stopped doing anything work-related. I wasn't uh, working at my part-time. I was just at home. So I started to feel restless and I just had to find things to do. And that's when the home projects came. I started you know, doing a whole bunch of stuff like just to keep busy. And um, it was my way of like passing time. And sure enough, like once the weather got warmer, we started working a little bit again and it kind of felt a little normal again. But it wasn't too bad for me, at least for being home, stuck with, with Jen. That's what we do every day anyway. You know, Damn, see, that was more positive this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and my brother and his wife, Jen, they own a wedding photography company. Yeah. Business. Mm-hmm. And for them to just get hit with no weddings or wedding cancellations here and there, pretty much you had pretty much like what? From March to December, everything was canceled? Yeah, we had 45 weddings, I think, on the books. By the end of the year, we only done 10. Oh. Wow. But how did you how did you cope with that, Jen? Like with you know staying home with Rolando. I know him with his house projects. <laughs> that was a lot. It was a lot of research on his end and asking my opinion on this, that, and the other thing. But um, I, I work from home for the past five years, so I was used to that aspect of it. Um, what I just what I didn't like was how like our schedule shifted and how the change in, but I don't know if anybody else had this problem. Like you didn't go to bed till like three, four o'clock in the morning and then you didn't get up till like, I mean, we would wake up like we're teenagers at like 11 PM, 11 PM, 1 PM. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, and it was just a really bad schedule thing. We would just watch Netflix at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. Cause we were like, what are we doing tomorrow? Nothing. So let's just keep watching TV and get up whenever we want. And it was just like, just binge watch. Yeah. It was just, I was just, I just felt like a, you know, kid at living at home and just not doing anything with themselves. So it was, it was tough. It got old quick though. Um, in New York to be transparent, I was the first thing that I thought of because honestly I'm an introvert. So I was fine with working from home. I was fine being at home, but I was thinking of how it would affect our relationship 
being with each other every day. And then he wasn't working for three months. Um, but it lot. did work out because I feel like as humans, we adapt easily to right. situations and we quickly like kind of had somewhat of a schedule even though it was a loose one it was still like a little bit of a schedule or like a little bit of a routine that it was still something that like we would look forward to like let's say when i clocked out of work we would go out for a run just little things like that like to stay on track yeah uh, I'm just gonna add that I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> My man was playing video games, Call of Duty, watch all the Star Wars movies. I was catching. Listen, the way I saw it, um, to kind of like just put a different perspective on it. The way I saw it was like this is never gonna happen again, right? We're never gonna. I think for me, we're never gonna have a pandemic like this, right? Knock, knock on wood. wood where knock on we wood. Would knock on wood. Shut down and um, not be productive or not have to go to work. X, Y, and Z. I think that um, hopefully, come in the future, we'll be more prepared. But who knows, right? Um, and so I took advantage. I work in retail, so I'm on my feet all day, and I you best believe I was on the couch, growing <laughs> <laughs> up, belly up. Um, getting my skills up in Call of Duty and all kinds of craziness. Um, though still kind of like being that support system for my wife because she was working from home. So anything she needed, whether it be cooking and cleaning around the house, um, taking care of the two dogs we have. Um, once I got that out the way, it was very much chill mode for me. So you had your hands full the whole time? All the time. <laughs> with, with, with an Xbox remote. <laughs> <laughs> And a corona on the side of this. <laughs> and I think it was cool too, because like we we also as a group maintained right. like a weekly schedule. Like Thursday night was our yep. night. Game night. Game night. Or just Remotely, BSing yep. on Zoom or you know, just something that was also something to look forward to. Right. Um because even though we were stuck at home, we were all still doing our own thing throughout the week. So to kind of reconnect on a Thursday night um was pretty fun and seeing checking in on everybody, having a game night. Making things feel kind of normal. When you, when you think about, about that, when you were home, I thought of it the same way. I was like, oh, I'm going to be home. I'm going to catch up on my work. I'm going to, that did not happen. <laughs> it was, it was, um, I felt like I had more work when I was home. And it's surprising because I was always out and about with the kids running here, running there. And I got even more busy when I was home. And I think it was because with them both remote learning and myself learning in school and things like that, I thought it was just more work. But how was it for you guys in San Francisco? Like I know with New York, it was a little bit different, but then you said that a, um, a job opportunity was the reason why you, you, know, you guys moved. So how was, how was quarantine for you guys over there? It's, it sucked, to be <laughs> quite honest. Um, considering I work in retail and I was able to go back to work, uh, we rely on customers, obviously. Right, um, right, right. You know, needing to go out, needing to shop, needing to buy things to wear to events, weddings, um, you know, even regular day, just outings, going to the mall, X, Y, and Z. And if we aren't producing any, any, you know, if we're not able to have customers or have people that want to buy things and it just shuts everything down. Right. Um, wow. And so my thing was more of just kind of the outreach within the local market, trying to see who's, who's around, but that's, uh, you know, something I did on my own personal time. Um, for my wife though, working from home, uh, it was more making sure she, for me, it was more making sure she got 
she was uh, stable enough to work from home and still kind of be happy for me. I don't know if she saw something different. Did you feel the same? Like, did you feel like you were getting things accomplished home? Like, you said it was different this time, right? In in, in Cali, Cali. In, in Cali, yeah. Well, the time zone because that was the same. To, like, because she's still working remotely from yeah, New York, remotely. So. so yeah, so um, so I was able to keep my job. Um, so when I moved, I'm still working New York hours. So there's some advantages. Although I work earlier, I get to clock out around three o'clock and then I have the rest of the evening to, you know, do anything personal that I want to do. Right. Um, so that's an advantage. And then, but then a disadvantage is that I didn't have him at home like I did in New York because then I'm home alone the entire day. Um, so that, that's a little bit different, but. I don't know. I'm getting used to it, I guess. You adapt. Right. I will say there's different though because we had uh, more people in New York to actually, right. like, even if uh, we were to kind of meet up distance-wise, it was different because she had nobody here or right. in California, whereas I had my family. And so I tried to include her as much as I could to kind of get her involved and kind of get her talking and you know, have, be socially interactive. And my family is very much so like, let's all hang out, party together. And thank God that nobody had oh. <laughs> <laughs> one person, one of my family members got the vid. But other than that, um, everybody was very safe. So, and it, it's definitely, cha- it's definitely changed. Uh, the pace in California is definitely a lot slower. It is yeah. true what they say about New York. It's on the go. And California, we've definitely had to adapt to kind of the, the way things move over there. Like the chill vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to thinking about how everyone coped during quarantine, like how, what is everybody's understanding of the vaccine itself? Everybody is on the fence saying that, oh, I don't know if I'm going to take the vaccine or, or I am going to take the vaccine. But do you think that the vaccine itself is going to help bring things back to normal? So that's, that's the first thing. I know for myself, I will be taking the the vaccine only because I will be working in a hospital setting. I will be working with the public. So it's kind of the best thing for me to do. But Audrey, what do you think about you? You've been, you still have been having a hard time getting an appointment to, to, to take the, yeah, the vaccine. I, I was on the fence in the beginning and then, yeah, I know you were when my job called me to schedule an appointment on my day off. I'm like, it's my day off. I'm not coming in. And now for me to get an appointment is taking forever to make an appointment. And the next appointment is I have to drive like nine hours away. You know, like I'm not driving nine hours just to get a shot. That's what so. I keep saying. Wait, is, your, is the company paying for you? Yeah, the company's paying. They give me two hours just to go get the shot. But I don't think it's worth two hours just to me to drive up nine hours. Mm-hmm. I got to drive nine hours, stay there 20 minutes, and then drive another nine hours back. So to me, it's not worth it until they get the available dates here in, like in New York City for me to get it. But does anybody else? Um, agree with getting it or what are your thoughts about the the COVID vaccine? I'm not getting it. <laughs> like I, I feel I feel like if you have the antibodies then it's sufficient. I think it's sufficient enough. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. but some people still have that fear that, you know, they, they could get it again. Mm-hmm. Or some people haven't gotten it at all and they just want to get the shot just to get it over with. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. I feel about it. You know, so I mean I I've, I've always taken the flu shot and 
never had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm not going to be chasing the vaccine around like a PS5 or a new Xbox. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up six in the morning to make an appointment for a vaccine. I'll just wait till it rolls out and I, I could just go local. Whenever it's available yeah. for you. Right, but right. I'm definitely going to get it. Um, I'm around a lot of people because uh, of what we do. And I feel like there's no risk to it as of now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why not? Why not? Right, yeah. right. I don't have any... I never get a flu shot. Yeah, I never get a flu shot. So I don't have any bad thoughts or things on it. Mm-hmm. It's just that I've never gotten the flu shot and I've, I got COVID. Most of my family got COVID. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. people that I round mostly have gotten it. So, mm-hmm. and thank God they were all mild cases. So yeah, I'm not really exactly. in a rush to, to go get the vaccine. And go run and go get it. Yeah, yeah I never, same thing. All my, all my family has gotten it. No one's been bad at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe hot, slight fever here and there, um, body aches and stuff like that, but we all recovered. You know, perfectly fine, no long lasting, you know, ramifications. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I might get tested for antibodies, see if I have it. Right. But I'll wait maybe a year, two years to see how the first wave of yearly tests go and stuff like that. But yeah, I have no interest of getting so, it, no need to get it, to be honest. So I have a question for you. If, you know, from what they're saying is that most countries are going to require tourists to be vaccinated. Then yes. So. I, I know a lot of people here like to travel. So of course we do. Let's say, you know, you're heading out of the country. Would, would that be a reason for you to go get vaccinated? Um, you're damn right maybe, you're going to get vaccinated. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I, I've never been to Europe. You know, there's places I want to go in Europe for sure. But if it's required for me to get to go to Europe, uh, then maybe, maybe not. I, it has to be like a, the situation has to come to fruition and actually have to happen. Like, yo, we're all going to Europe. You know, we want you to go, but you need the vaccine. I'm be like, damn, I might need the vaccine. But <laughs> yeah, but right now, I'm like, still not gonna get it. Yeah, because right, right now, if you travel with the vaccine, you still gotta get tested with a COVID. You test still anyway. have to get tested anyway. Yeah. So as of right now, it's not a requirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and as long as they don't need me to have it for sports games, which is fine. They gotta take the PCR test, which takes three days. I'll take that. That's fine. But you know, right. maybe when they need to go to sports events, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna have to do know, it man. now. <laughs> but yeah, I have no interest in getting it. To be honest. I'm fine watching it on TV. <laughs> I'm fine with it being televised. I've thought about it like in the sense of if it becomes available and I'm like next in line, then yeah, why not? You know, okay. Because I haven't heard anybody getting really sick from it, but we've never really sat down and talked about it in mm-hmm. the sense of like, do we want to get it like now or later? Um, but in, for that reason, what Ro just said about traveling, I think it's important and um, we definitely want to still continue to travel and do vacations like the one we're doing now. So I think if it becomes available, I will get it. You will get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I think right now it's going to be available to the rest of the country in, I think, May. Yeah, the next month. They, they, they yeah, said next, April, the next April, month April, or so, but yeah. I think that in terms of children getting it for them especially, because there's, 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 trials, on it there's right trials on that right, right now. So it looks, looks like for but, September for see, them. But see, I'm with, like... With kids, I have a different... Yeah, I'm like... Because... The statistics with kids is like they're the one, they're the most safest group. I just had a question because um, I know when your babies are born, they get all the vaccines for old. Is COVID now part of that initiation? I don't, no. think, so. Not I don't now. think so. No, all right, I was always wondering about Not that. Not now. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, right. So you, so you have your varicella, you have your MMRs, polio, and they and they stuff. do the polio and they do the Hep yeah. B and Hep A's. Yeah. So what happens is with those types of vaccines. They do that again to protect them yeah, to start building their sure. immunity. 
for COVID, for babies, I don't see that being There's a thing. There's no kid vaccine. There's no vaccine for kids right now. So yeah. it's only for adults, this vaccine. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's only for adults. Older, 16, what is it? I believe it's um, 16, 16 and up. But I mean, if you have 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds that might qualify to get it because they also qualify for other um, vaccines as well. They're, we're looking at, you know, the sexual disease vaccines. Yeah, the ones that help... Um, with um, HPV. HPV. Okay. So those are the ones that they have for now, them. Do doctors recommend to get it for children, like for to my under, to, no? to to my experience, no, no, okay. Because I've I've when I was working at the pediatric office, um, they said simply just have the kids, um, come in, take their flu shot, but nothing related to COVID okay. as of this point. But they I just want to make sure. Yeah. yeah, there was nothing mandated when I was working. They didn't say anything mandated for the kids. Mm-mm. So. That's that's the concern. Like when they want to go back to school, do they have to take it? I mean, what what would be the procedure? I still don't know at this point. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at. But you know, but just thinking about how everything has changed in the last year, where do you think the direction we're going with this? Like, how, what do you think is going to happen now? What do you think that? Are, are we still going to have quarantine? Are we still going to be opening up at 50% capacity? Do you see ever, ever going back to normal? I mean, normal's not going to be, you know, you know, even if places have it where there's no mask mandate, and so you don't have to wear a mask, but if you feel comfortable wearing it, you can wear it. You can right. wear it. So I feel like now that, there's a fear. If, even if right. like every state now, are you don't have to wear masks, but some people are still going to wear it as a normal, mm-hmm. you know, thing, part of the daily lives mm-hmm. and stuff right. like that. Will they be the ones looked at weirdly? If they have the math? Not anymore, I don't think. Not I anymore, think right? years ago when we used to see tourists walking in the New York City streets with masks on, you'd be like, oh, that person, you know, right, why are right, they doing right, that? Right, That's right. weird. But now I think it's become so normal, like common. I don't think people will be like, oh, look at that person still wearing their mask. Like, I mean, if it's a situation where it's like a smaller group, you might be like, oh, you know, ease up a little bit. It's going to take a few years, I think, before everybody goes. I think it will go back to normal. Yeah, you, you, now, you just can't contain, uh, like, especially here in the states. Like this, this is like we have a different mentality than the world, the rest of the world. It's like if you tell Americans they can't do something, they're gonna do it even more. <laughs> um, you know, so I think eventually, once once the cases start to go down, you know, drastically, drastically over the years, people are gonna go back to not wearing a mask. It's, it's just normal. I have a question though. Do you think that? We didn't go back. I don't know if it relates, but do you think like when 9-11 happened and now we can't see somebody take off from the plane? Is that the same way? Do you feel like, you know how like that never went back to normal? Yeah. They, they made different changes to, their, to like security. Right. Um, yeah. But I, like, I think this is a little different in that aspect of like, or maybe not because it's still fear, right? It's still putting fear in people. Right. Um, yeah, and then, then it comes to the point where, like, people are always going to be scared of it, right? I, I guess I could see people still being cautious, but for the majority, I, I, I don't see it happening. Especially, like, once, you know, the, everyone's been, like, most, most of the people have been vaccinated. And as you see now, the cases, even before the vaccinations, were already going down. They were already going down yeah, already, yeah. 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 And, and now uh, there's, like, all these reports that, you know, that the world is going to hit, like, herd immunity by like they were saying by eight by may april may 
I mean, in the numbers, it's showing that. Yeah. Already, like, you yeah. Know, before the vaccine and now, now with the vaccine being rolling out, you've seen the numbers even dra- dra- dropping even more drastic. So I think it's only a matter of time before like it's a lot, it's, it's more safer in the world and people will go back to like, you know, hugging each other right. and, you know, sharing events together and, and attending events. Right. Like I'm seeing it now, like from a, a business perspective, like we're doing weddings again. People want to party. People don't care. People are not caring anymore. They just want to have a good time. You know, they, they want to have a good time with their loved ones and COVID's not going to stop them anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think the positive things too, that it will, we probably won't go back to like, let's say the regulations, like you said, they've been put into place. Like, if you go to a certain place, there's sneeze mm-hmm. guards or like, let's say when I go to the nail salon, they have to have the plastic up and, you know, everyone's wearing a mask and that's cool. Or like even capacity limits at like theaters and things like that, which would be great right. because for people like me who don't like crowds, this is amazing. Like I totally appreciate it. Like walking through New York <laughs> City streets without having a million tourists on my back was amazing. But um, I think those kind of regulations will stay in place for a very long time. But um, I think we'll get back to some sense of being able to do the things that we were used to doing just in a different way. Right, yeah. right, um, right, right. But there's pros and cons to everything. So it's, it's, I appreciate the capacity thing and you don't have to worry about people being on top of you. And so that's good. Right. Me personally, I don't think things will go back to normal till probably, I would say mid 2022. Yeah. Because right, cause right now, every, everybody's not going back to work. People lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find yeah. a job now. Yeah. And even the people that are working in the city, they're working remotely now. Mm-hmm. So there are benefits of not coming into the city now. Mm-hmm. You know? just, so, and then yeah. some of these companies are realizing, why do I have to rent a building in the city you know, when, when I could just pay them from home? Yeah. I or, think the, one of the hardest things that hit me during the pandemic was go, actually going into New York City um, and seeing the complete it wasn't the city that I was used to, the city Absolutely. that I loved. And Absolutely. Like the seeing, you know, people walking, Broadway shut down, like it wasn't the same environment and it was sad to see how it became the complete opposite. Um, and I, I miss it so much as being able to go like, for me and Jessenia, we would, when we both used to work in the city, we would go meet up for happy hour. We right. would hang out, like chat, you know, hop in the train, go see each other. And even now, like, like you don't see anybody. So it's like, it's, it's, slowly getting back to normal but it's not the city that not we know same, and love right. it's, and the same. it's it's very weird and eerie right and me working in, in in transportation you know public transportation when i go to penn station it's you used to see like thousands of people just walk around every day now penn station is the home for the homeless now yeah that's all you see oh it's like a shelter all you walk around is you smell urine you smell feces and you, all, all you see is homeless people everywhere and they can't do anything about it Mm-hmm. You go upstairs and they're all outside Madison Square Garden. Like mm-hmm. you see their tents, their, their garbage bags, their carts everywhere. It's just surreal to see. It just, it just makes you wonder like. That's a whole other story. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, so. It's happening in all the big cities. Right. It's happening. You know, if, if you go San Francisco, LA, like New York, they're taking over. And, and the thing is like, there's not more homeless people. It's just like now they're 
the being bold and then just coming no, out, coming out the woodwork. No, they just don't have the services. No, I was right. just I gonna say, yeah, with, with the virus, it's very hard to maintain that in like homeless shelters and but, stuff. But I see them wearing like better masks than I do. Like, <laughs> like what are you I, talking I, about? I swear, I, swear, I mean, they get I, they get their resources get right. Them, yeah. Like, if so, I work, used to work for a nonprofit, and you would give the, they would get the resources right. But like, actually being in a shelter, that's it's impossible. Yeah, of course, all the rules. And yeah. and force on top of that, if you're trying to have them stay in the shelter and then they have a fear of COVID, they'd rather be out on the right. street. So it's just, and they're given the opportunity to do so because no one's there to regulate it. And the city is kind of just completely flipped the script. There's no one there around. And then people who are supposed to regulate it, they're probably scared of COVID and not doing and their not doing right. So it's, it's an end, never ending circle until we get tourism back. This is going to be a never ending issue yeah. because right. people are losing their apartments. People are losing their jobs yep. and until they get the help, it's just, it's just going to keep getting it's worse. It's not feasible. This is not feasible. What do you think, Jay? Like, what do you think of coming back? Like, what do you think would be the normalcy? Like at one point, like, where do you think, what's the direction we're going in? Uh, normalcy would definitely include a uh, majority of the people not wearing masks to people wearing masks. I would say like twenty five percent. You know, three to every three out of four people probably will have a ma- will have not have a mask on to one person, just because you know those are the people that are still feel the need to wear it for protection. Maybe they got it, maybe they didn't get it. Um, maybe they're just still precautious about the whole situation and just trying to you know take care of themselves. Um, hopefully the city will get back to normal. I know we're at fifty percent right now. Hopefully they'll climb up to at least seventy five percent before the summer months in because the economy needs to get stimulated, uh, especially the city. Hopefully maybe um Broadway will come back. Uh, I know shows are you know they have certain a few shows that they want to start getting back into the rotation of coming back right. uh, with the same capacity restriction, which is fine. But Broadway is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason to stimulate the city economy. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole strip has all those restaurants yeah. and gift shops and, you know, just in general, people need to just spend money. Yep. We just need to mount it about. We just got this economy. We got to get it back rolling. Yeah, just, definitely. You know, not live with it, but learn to live with it, you know, because yeah. eventually at some point in time, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to live with it. It's going to, it's going to be, some people are going to have it. Some people are not. You're just going to have to, just do your own part to make sure you're taking your precautions to not catch it. Right. Or, you right. know, if you're wanting to get the vaccine, get the vaccine because you want to protect your family. Maybe, you know, you have gotten it and none of they haven't. So you want to get the vaccine to make sure, you know, you stay protected as well as them. But yeah, you know, uh, I would hopefully everything goes back to normal, probably hopefully by the end of this year. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe sometime next year for sure. But my hope was probably uh, Q4, at, mm-hmm. least, at least the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, have Thanksgiving, Halloween, the big three, Christmas, you know, ended with New Year's that, you know, everyone's back together doing their own thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, togetherness is a big factor for everybody's mental state in general too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my, that's my theory. I hope so before football season starts. <laughs> I'm dying to go back to a football oh game. Oh my God, so much. God. Baseball too. And I'm a big baseball guy too. Uh, I need to go. I need to see my games. This is rough. Yeah, it's hard to imagine going back to Benedies and watching a game in a packed right. bar. That seems like another world. Yeah, because remember that time we went to the San Francisco game, right? (laughs) That ball was packed. 
<laughs> exactly. We went to the, the Mexican restaurant. So fun. The downstairs and upstairs, all San Francisco people, jerseyed out. That was crazy. Remember, Jay went to the bathroom like, what's going on here? Nobody got masks on? Yo. <laughs> oh, that bar. That bar, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, man. I, I honestly don't feel like things will get back till probably the end of the year if not 2022 like yeah. Andre said um, mm-hmm. it's just there's it's just too much fear in people's minds right now to be able to say like yeah forget it I think it's different when you're having Wendy having weddings and you know family events because you know they're around family and they're you know they want to show the love for one another they don't want pictures with masks on right um, but the way I see it, especially living in San Francisco now a lot of people are scared um, even the ones that hate our governor um they they obviously still follow rules because they don't want to contact you know covid and and they've either experienced loss or know somebody of or know somebody around their circle that has gotten it so it's been tough yeah that's tough but when you when you think about the direction that the country is going um continuing with the mandates and trying to figure out what's the best means of proceeding with keeping things safe like you know, continuing with social distancing and with the vaccine rolling out. But again, we just have to put things in perspective because like um, Theo Rose said that people just want to continue doing and living life. Like the, the, the circumstances surrounding that, a lot of people are not really worrying about the consequences. I don't know if that's the right word to use or... Mm-hmm. I don't think they're not worrying. I don't think they care. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, it's, okay. It's like, I want to live mm-hmm. the way I want to live. And not the way you're telling me to live. And living in fear for most people is not living at all. That absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, I totally agree. You know, there's people out there like like Jen's grandmother. Um, you know, she she was in Vegas like a couple of months during the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. She was like, if I get it, I get it. You know, like I'm not gonna live in fear. I refuse to live in fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's still, she's still out and about. And, like, yeah, and she had it too. Um <laughs> And then once she had it, she was like, I'm good. I'm out. See you later. <laughs> Going to Vegas. I survived. Goodbye. For, for some people, it, it might seem extreme to live your life like that. Right, right. And selfish. But I totally get it. Like, and I'm always careful. Um, I always wear a mask when I have to. But I understand those people, too, that are like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going to Texas. Texas has no, no mask order. I get it, you know, that's fine. And, but also like you have to understand, like you also can't judge the other people that are being, mm-hmm. you know, cautious right. and trying to protect themselves and their family. Uh, to me, I think that's the biggest, like out of this whole pandemic, that that's the saddest thing that I've seen is like, it's turned people against each other. Yes. Even family members and friends. Absolutely. And it's messed up, you know, like it, it, it and, and aside from politics, you know, with, with, what was going on the last couple of years. Now you throw in this pandemic and it, it's crazy that people judge each other by the fact that they just want to live their life or, or not. Right. Right. Know? And for us in our industry, it was uh, like the first three or four months since everyone was kind of pretty much losing their weddings, losing their gigs. And it was just like three, four months of photographers just pitting at each other constantly online because you had those that wanted to work because obviously they need their money. They're, the government took forever to help them out. Right, right, right. So they wanted to work. They would advocate for going to work or if they did one small shoot, 
other people who are kind of against going out at all would attack them, but it was twofold because they need to work. They need to survive, right? So even now when, when things started opening up and venues started opening up, people would assume that the venues were opening up because they were greedy and they wanted to make money. But you have to also think, aside from the owner, they may employ 200 plus people Absolutely. who are on crappy unemployment and want to survive, right? So like, instead of arguing and fighting with each other, figure out who, what's the main source of the problem here, right? If we are being told to shut down and we can't work, we can't have weddings, who is making that decision? Right, right. Stop right. fighting with each other. If someone decides, I'm going to take the risk of my life to go work because I'd rather put food on the table than sit at home and wait for someone to take care of me. So it was just constant, you know, battering back and forth within the industry because we had no other options, right? It was work or wait to be taken care of. And a lot of people chose to work and it was a lot of, a lot of back and forth on that. But when it, when it comes down to it, when you think about it, like what did you learn about yourself during the pandemic? Like, what did, you, what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn from your friends? Like, what did you learn from this experience? Because I feel like when you guys talk about, you know, still continuing on with life in a different manner, but what did you learn about yourself, you know, during quarantine? In terms of, could I, could I make it? Can I make it through this? What, what am I going to do to move forward? You know, what I learned from myself is that I'm a survivor. That's, that was the first thing that I had to put in my mind, that I have to figure this out. How am I going to figure this out? So I hope that you guys felt that same way, that now you're in survivor mode. But again, like Rolando was saying, a lot of people have placed their, their thoughts and fears into the unknown. Life is an, is an unknown. It, every day, I don't know when I walk out that door mm-hmm. what's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID and a year later after COVID. I still mm-hmm. don't know. But I just, I, I want to know what did you learn about yourself or what did you think that you didn't have the capacity to do? Like we said earlier, for me, nothing's really changed. In terms of terms of because I'm working nine to five. Dig deeper. <laughs> oh, wrong game. <laughs> um, the will to survive, I guess, to, to adapt us as human beings. When once we have a obstacle in our way, we find a way to get over the hurdle, and we adapt. You know, right now to me, like my common thing is I take a mask to work. You know, to me, like it's like it's like a regular thing now. I go to work with my mask. I got my hand sanitizer. Got my wipes. You know, to me, that's a normal thing. It's routine. It's routine for me. So but, we so we adapt to it. Right, but what else did you learn? I learned that as a family, we stick together. As a family, we help each other through hard times and tough times. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and you were there for me like the whole time I was sick. You cook. You you prep food for me. Knock on the door. Put on the table. Boom. Run out. Close the door. Why are you making me seem like that? <laughs> you were in prison? <laughs> what are you describing? It was on solitaire. Solitaire. confinement. Solitaire. The car case. Solitaire no, but, but confinement. Mommy <laughs> was on solitaire. <laughs> this, what was the funniest thing is like, I don't know what to do in this room. So I said, I, 
I'm going to bring in the PlayStation. I'm going to bring in everything. You hook it up. I was disinfecting all the wires. Yeah, I was like, here, man. take the systems. Do I what you need Xbox, to do. the Xbox, the PlayStation. Yeah, I took everything. And I bought to- a new TV. <laughs> so were you really sick that whole time or were you I faking was. it? <laughs> but there's only been so much you could do in the room. It's like, you know, you watch games, oh, you watch movies. Terrible. And then at night, like I was say, at night I would just come out like a, like a little mouse to just, while everybody's <laughs> sleeping, just go to the kitchen, get something to eat, drink some water. Same thing, like hand, like wipe everything down after yeah. I go back to the room. Like watch when I sneeze, like, oh, open the door, let the air out. <laughs> Who did that to me? Because when everybody's sleeping, I would go, I would go in the kitchen. I never knew that you so, went to yeah. the kitchen. Did, did you walk around with your mask? I was going to say No, I didn't. Oh. Everybody was sleeping. So my wife here would walk around the house unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> she, would, she would just walk around the kitchen raw dogging. <laughs> I would just look at her in shock like, yo, don't you got COVID? <laughs> you know, and I, I tested negative both times and I was just like, yo, protect me, man. <laughs> you know, take care of me. Help. <laughs> you know, Let me help you. <laughs> and once after, like, after I told her that, then she started walking around with her mask and stuff. She was a little bit more like, I guess it's natural. You know, she wasn't realizing that she was putting me at risk or whatever, but it's just funny, you know, to, <laughs> to, to go back and remember how people, you know, I guess treated the, the whole severity yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. That's another thing that I miss too. Like the whole social interaction with people, like, like, like not being around the family and friends, you know, like, like we, like we did last year, like after everything kind of like started opening up, we do our annual camping trip. And we were like, we need to go camping. And finally, like every week, it, uh, the campground that we chose, it was always like, like, oh, it hasn't opened up yet because of COVID. It was one of like the last regions to open up. And we were like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Finally, it opened up and we just booked it. Mm-hmm. You know, so just doing things like that, back going back to normal, just to have a little bit of normalcy. Was that, like to the, have, was that like the first big gathering we did? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did a couple well, we in my the, house before they moved. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. But in and terms of like camping with like 20, 30 people, everything like was like that was 10 like people. the first time like right. with mm-hmm. a huge group like that, right? Yeah, we went to her house and then Yasin and Ronnie came to our house before they left. We had a barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like what, 10, at least 10, 11 people. But now yeah. camping is like 20, 25 people, 30 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't get more like of a safer event to do. Like you're out outdoors in the wilderness. Like, it doesn't get more safer than that, right? Um, you know, to be around people. Was masks a thing when we went to uh, camping? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. We had to wear it to the bathroom. We, we had to, to wear bathroom. it to the bathroom. And I, I think remember. when we checked in the front desk. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember and that was in the front desk. basically, right. yeah, that yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So but just everything, even that got affected. You couldn't get firewood. We had to go into town oh, to, God, get, to get worst. ice and all this stuff. Like, Fire some, was the worst thing because it's like, you can't be, they could touch the wood. Like, yeah. We're... we're we're burning it. <laughs> See, sometimes you have to worry about like the understanding of certain people, but like, so I get your rules, but I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> you might contaminate the fire. Yeah. That's what it was. You might like, breathe in the fire smoke that I touched with my COVID hands. Oh my God. So that's one. Of, like I said, that's one of the things that I really missed, like being home. You know, I don't mind being home either. <laughs> Not, yeah, not, we not that that. yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know that. Could do those canoes too, man. Because yeah. they didn't want to touch the boats. <laughs> and yeah. the equipment. Right, right. But um so but you know, when you when you think about that again, like Jay, what do you think about, you know, 
what what did you learn about yourself during this whole pandemic? What did you learn about yourself? What did I learn about myself? Um, yeah, almost a little learns what Dirty was saying. Um, that it's still its work, so it was like almost like a natural thing to do. I mean, I really wrote wore my mask just to ride the train because it was mandatory. But as soon as I got out, I took it off. I walked around. <clears throat> I walked around without the mask, just in general in public. Uh, it was still social distance, of course, with people. But I have to wear it during work. But um, if I didn't have to wear it, I didn't wear it, to be honest. Um, I only wear it when I had to go inside places. and I don't know. I just, did, I just didn't like wearing it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, dig deeper. Dig I, deeper. I, I, what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about yourself, bro? You're raw dog in it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quarantine sucks. When I, when I actually had a quarantine by myself, it was just... Yeah, I couldn't work from home. I can't work from home. Uh, it was very difficult just to be quarantined in a room by myself, just being the only person with it and no one else in the house having it. So like Dirty said, <laughs> they went to sleep. I went to the kitchen, just walked around. Twas the night before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was, man. Christmas was terrible. I think we had, we had a Thanksgiving gathering because uh, we all had uh, COVID. So my last name is Cordero. So we called ourselves the... COVID arrows. <laughs> <laughs> we had New Year's COVID arrows. Everybody was there and had COVID. We're like, yeah, let's go. We're chilling, partying, hanging out. Um, yeah, Christmas sucked though because no one was around. Uh, everyone was, by that time, people in Jersey of my family had it. People in Long Island, my family had it. I had it at the house. So they didn't want to bring like everybody together. Everybody was self quarantining by themselves. So we really didn't have a Christmas this year. Thanksgiving was the only one we had. Uh, New Year's, we went to the people who had it together, which was fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like wearing a mask. Still don't. So that's what you <laughs> but I have to. But I have to when I do because I'm not an idiot. I, I don't want to be a YouTube catch of like, this guy's not wearing a mask. And I want to be like, okay, yeah, okay, I'll put it on, I'll put it on. It's fine. You don't want to be one of those people. I know I have to like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're in this. I know I have to wear it, so I'll wear it. Do I like wearing it? No, but I'll wear it just to keep everybody safe. I discovered that gee, <laughs> being married is 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 one thing, right? I think that we have our daily lives, and being married is like, um, you know, obviously you meet somebody, and I think you get to live your life with that person, and it's. You're now a part of them, but at the same time, you still have stuff going on. And what I discovered was that we can last, like, together, where we aren't on top of one another. We talk to one another. Uh, we can conversate. Um, she now believes I have more than three words to say to her when she <laughs> talks to me. <laughs> Because I usually respond and... Hmm. I will have a whole conversation by myself. Just <laughs> <laughs> tell me that number of times. And, and so I think it's great. Like I... Um, it's just one more kind of... Um, I guess metal, if you want to say. Just kind of like something we know for sure. Like this is why we chose one another. To live like our lives together, right? Um, I've heard of people that have broken up. Divorces. Two, two divorces have yep, happened, relationships yep. you've yeah. seen kind of turned. Um, and I just like, I thank God that that didn't happen to us. I think that was kind of a little bit of a worry. Um, but that's definitely something I definitely discovered it from, uh, not only for myself, but for like us, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I think that, do you think that your relationship um, became stronger? Oh, because, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we never actually got like, and like I said before, this one won't, won't ever happen again. But I think um, this happening was like a blessing in disguise. And what do you think, Isenia? Like, what did you learn about yourself? Like, how did what did you discover? Like, during this time of this pandemic. Ironically, I feel like the most positive I've ever been in my life. Um, in the beginning, I would always think of the what ifs and what if I get sick? What if? You know, we can't see our friends because, you know, what if someone gets it or what if my grandma gets it? Like so much anxiety. Um, And then Ronnie had told me, you know, you can only control what you can control, basically. So I kind of just would tell that to myself and just control the now. And and I don't know, I guess like this whole year is just like unknown. So just go with it and just live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, like, uh, I feel like I've become more grateful this year Mm. for, like, the smallest things, like my health, just being grateful that I can breathe when I'm outside. And we were outside today, for example. I was just, like, taking deep breaths in and being grateful because other people are sick with COVID and can't do that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Grateful that I can FaceTime you guys. That if I miss my mom, I can call her. Um, I would say, like I said uh, earlier, that I'm by myself all day because I don't have my coworkers because I'm at home working. Um, but grateful that I have a job because there's so many people that don't have that jobs. That do not have jobs, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, I would say that just to be grateful and to live in the moment. Amen. Amen. Preach. So now let's take it to a different, a different turn. What have been the positive things that has come out of this pandemic? Andre, I'm going to go to you first. I'm still working. Yes. I have a job. Yes. Uh, I have my family. Yes. Everyone's still here. <laughs> Despite most of us getting sick, (laughs) I would have to say, like, even though everything that's happened, this is one of the, like, the first years that, like, we don't feel financially drained. You know, that's kind of helped out, you know, throughout the pandemic, me being working, because we haven't been spending as much. Right. Well. Thank you. Thank you. Because somebody needed to chime in. I was just like, yo, this dude is trying to make himself look so good. No, it's true, though. It's true, though, because we haven't been going out to, you know, because we spent. We don't go out. Right. But you don't. But before that, we used to go out to eat all the time. It's not like we don't now, but the whole year, we kind of like. Everything was closed. Everything was take out or, you know, or cook and cook at home. Everything was cooked at home, right. So we mm-hmm. kind of like save money that way. Yeah, and- but even with that, I still gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to eat healthy. Right. Same. Yeah, right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I gained the weight. So, I mean, again, for, for me, the, the positive thing is I rediscovered myself. And I think it's just a matter of finding my own passion again. So I found my passion in writing again, in blogging and reading, which I never had the opportunities to do so when I was working two jobs and taking care of two kids and going to school. I found myself reading, you know, three or four books a week. I'm like, I've never had time to do that. Sitting down and watching a movie and watching TV, never had a chance to do that. Is it positive? 
why not? You know, I, I get to see a movie and something in different. So for me, that was like, okay, finding my new passions, like keeping myself busy and just growing closer with my kids. Um, I think that was something else that we learned together. Um, but just finding the positive in that we've definitely grown closer. I know myself and Andre have grown closer. I see us not arguing as much. We're not bickering because we're finding out that we're so grateful that everything that happens for a reason Mm -hmm. that I don't look for the little fights anymore. The little things out the window doesn't bother me. I gave up. I did. I did give up because it's not that important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. Chicken dinner. So that, that's for me, like that's the positive I found out of this pandemic. I've gotten closer with my friends in terms of my, my close knit. And then I've discovered other print, other friends that I had to cut completely out. Mm -hmm. They've never reached out to me, never asked me how I was doing, never told me what's going on in their life. So I, I've cut people off, which in the last 10, 15 years, I am guilty of still holding on to friendships that have not done nothing for me. This pandemic, I have cut people off completely 100%. And I'm I'm better for that, Mm -hmm. for me. But I know that that's difficult to, to say that, that it's about me, me. But it was like... I was always doing something else for somebody else. This time I took the time to focus on me a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or this is something new for me. So that, that was the positive for me. What about you, Ro? For me, it's always been, I've always been a very strategic person, like in my mind. Very, I don't want to say like, I, I've never been a risk taker, right? So my biggest worry during the pandemic was like, you know, with us not working a lot was that we spent all these years building something that we've worked so hard to achieve. And uh, I still wanted to reach our, like, our goals, our financial goals. And, you know, and my biggest fear was that because of we weren't working, that we weren't going to be able to meet those goals. And in my mind, those were going to be steps, like taking steps backwards. And Jen was always like, you know, positive, like, oh, you know, just let it be, you know, it's going to be, we'll be all right. It's going to be all right. And for me, it's always been like a worry for me, right? It's always been like, no, no, like, like, you know, the longer this goes, like the more serious it is and the more it's going to be harder for us to get ahead financially, you know? And um, as time went on, we were still able to hit those financial goals. We were still able to do the things that we wanted to do that year. And uh, for me, the positive thing is like, not to worry anymore. Like I've, I've been worrying so much about what's going to happen and you know, what's going to happen with our friends and family. And then everything works out the way it's going to be. Like you can't control it. It's going to happen one way or the other. So for me, it's just been like, just let, let things just, just go with the flow. And Ever since, like, I've been, you know, seeing things, like, still happening like they should have happened, whether there was a pandemic or not. Or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, for, um, it just kind of, like, like, reassured me to just, like, just go with the flow. Stop worrying and just let things happen. 
that was the biggest positive thing for me because like uh, the, the worry was starting to get to me and like uh, the thought of like losing everything has always been like, I don't want to go back to having nothing. And that's been the biggest fear. And here I am like a year later and it didn't even affect me, to be honest, financially. We came out ahead. We paid off a bunch of debt, credit card debt gone. Um, so it's like, it's, it's been a blessing too, you know, and I'm just glad that a year later, we're still like, all right, cool. Like we're, we're still moving ahead, still moving ahead. And I'm happy for that. Absolutely. What about you, Jen? What do you think of the, um, focusing just on the positive? Like what did you learn about anything, the positive from this pandemic? Um, similar to you, it was very definitely reconnecting with things that I had wanted to do in the past, but never had the time to like definitely picked up reading again and reading like one or two books a month now. And like, and really enjoying that. Um, for the first like two months, I did feel myself slipping a little bit mentally. Um, so I, I reconnected with my faith for about two or three months that pushed me through to where it put me to the mindset of, Yes, this is a really crappy time and a crappy situation, but at the end of it, there's going to be, there's a reason why it's happening. And there are things you're going to learn from this experience that are going to improve you and your life. And it gave me a poor positive mindset of, you know, like, like just saying, you said, being grateful. Like, yes, this horrible thing's going on. I still have a roof over my head. I'm still have, you know, my, my husband, my dogs, my family, everybody's good. So to, to be able to switch my mindset. And I think that definitely helped to where, I was not thinking about or worrying about things. I can't, like she said, I can't control things that are not happening yet. Right, right, right. So living in the moment and not stressing, putting things into my mind for things that may never happen. So I spent most of my time just being very positive and saying, you know, we're going to get through this and it's going to be, everything's going to be great at the end. And I think this time was a time that I think everybody needed because we all lived a life of hustle and bustle, never connecting with the people in your lives that you want to connect with. And it gave us the opportunity to do that. So, so I think this in some weird way was meant to happen and and to kind of give everybody a hard reset and reevaluate the things that were going on in their lives. I agree. Totally agree. I think Ronnie said it. I think Ronnie said it best. um, He said it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Jay? Like, what do you think? What was the positive thing that came out of this pandemic for you? Uh, like Dirty said, uh, still having a job because uh, I kind of do work in the restaurant industry as well. So, uh, but they were pretty hard hit. The, yeah, the, so it was hard to you know. Still grateful to have a job and to see like all the everyday workers that came into work just you know having no security of a job to come back to. You know, most of them were furloughed. So just me just being grateful to come to, you know, come to my job, my work, have a stable nine to five every day. And, you know, financially getting something in the mail every day uh, definitely helped. Um, And, you know, it was just, yeah, just, just grateful to have a job, just seeing everybody in the world that's lost their job, unemployment was going up. And just to be one, just to be thankful to be one of those few to still have something to go to every day was a big blessing, I would say. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Ronnie? What did you think that, what was the positive that came out from this pandemic? It's positive. Uh, positive. Yeah. Only the positive. Oh, man, <laughs> packed up and moved. The positive <laughs> uh, was I got to see all the uh, Star Wars trilogy. 
bro. Oh my god, let me tell you, I did that over Christmas. <laughs> I saw all the movies. Trash, bro. No, it's not. What are you talking about? What are you talking? <sighs> Disrespect. But Maybe the back three. It's a whole nother episode. On stop, a more, stop. On a more serious note, I, uh, the positive was definitely um, discovering what's outside in your neighborhood for me. Um, it was something that we really didn't do. I think we were all, aside from all the savings and money, I think a lot of that did have to do with things being shut down, right? Because now you had nowhere to spend that money. Mm-hmm. And we had all this extra change in our pockets and we were just like, you know what, let's just go and like out, right? And like figure out stuff. So we like drove around our neighborhoods and we got to discover different areas of like the outdoors, which is also really, really cool. Um, and on top of that, we were able to kind of connect with one another, right? So aside from the money in our pockets and, and you know, seeing what else is out there, um, I think that in itself kind of like Jen said, like the hustle and bustle and kind of being busy all the time and doing things, it kind of got, it, it, was, it allowed us to kind of slow things down and kind of really see what our kind of day-to-day lives are really about and kind of who we are. Um, I discovered that in myself, I was more kind of mentally tough than I had thought I was because I am, my wife will tell you, I'm very social. <laughs> Working in retail, you kind of have to be very social and kind of be able to talk to people different, of different kind of uh, socioeconomic backgrounds and right. all these other different things. Um, but it was also really cool to kind of spend the time to myself and figure out things that I wanted to do, whether it be watch Star Wars or- Yeah, kind of, definitely, um, definitely. You know, run outside and listen to different kind of music and just do a bunch of different things, uh, whether it be by myself or with her. So that was also really, really fun. I have a question. Do you guys, now that things are getting semi back to normal, do you miss quarantine? A part of me does. Yeah, me too. Like when I think like when the summer hit and we started going back to work a lot, I was like, damn, I wish I could just take this day to just chill like I did. Like you kind of miss it, right? It's like weird. You didn't want to go back to like full blown normal. But then once you kind of are in that space, you're like, I kind of miss the quiet. I just want to go home real quick and just. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Being out for those 14 days away from work was. Amazing. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Play video games all day. day, Watch shows that you never probably would have watched before. And I think too, like, just to catch up on stuff. Once we like kind of sort of got out of quarantine, like it got warmer outside. We like got super social for like three weeks and seeing everybody. And I was like, okay, I'm tired of seeing people again. Let's go back. Like, I love everybody, but I need to go back home. (laughs) That is hilarious. Um, just thinking about moving forward what what does everybody have in, in plans moving forward or are we pretty much doing what we're doing now like just trying to live our lives day to day or is there something that or, or are we just moving forward to like planning ahead like okay six months from now i want to be able to do this or a year from now i want to be able to do like how far are you guys planning like what do you see like moving forward what what are you going to be doing I think in the short term for us is going back to work full time. Like we know we have our weddings from now until the end of the summer and fall. And because those are kind of going back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been our yearly stuff, right? Like working and traveling. So like we can't really plan too much ahead with traveling because we don't know where we can go, what we can do. So, but yeah, day by day kind of thing. For you, Andres, what do you, how do you, what do you see yourself doing? 
moving forward, like with everything going on. Moving forward? Yeah. I want things to go back to normal. You and everybody else. Yeah, so. <laughs> what about you, Jay? Uh, moving forward, uh, yeah, I was always in the mindset of, uh, you know, before I even had COVID, uh, just, you know, if I, if I was going to get it, I was going to get it. You know, I was going to try to avoid not getting it. Mm-hmm. Just always just going to try to just do my thing. Same thing I was going to do every day. You know, still taking precautions, stuff like that. Uh, but going forward, yeah, just uh, just just trying to get. Hopefully, the city just gets back on track and just attracting more people to you know just to boost the economy. First thing, thinking back when twenty twenty was coming to a close, right? New Year's Eve. What was the first thing that came to mind when that ball was going to drop? What was the first thing that came to your mind? What about you, Daddy? Me, we survived 2020. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 2020 was more of a year of survival. Than anything else. Yeah, right? like Jen said, it was more like this was probably meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I believe in destiny and this was probably one of those things that it was meant to happen to bring people together. Everyone, or apart. Or, or apart because every, everyone's been so disconnected. <laughs> With humanity, and this is a way for everyone to get back in touch with each other. Just to connect, reconnect. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ro? When, when, that, when that ball was about to drop, what was the first thing? I'm going to be a negative Nancy here. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> so for me, it was like another day. Another day, and nothing's changing. We're still dealing with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be one of those people to just be like, all right, yeah, the, the year is over. Welcome 2021. You know, let's look forward to that. Like the pandemic is still here. Like it, it, it wasn't changing from one day to the next. So for me, it was like, I'm going to take it one day at a time. Right. 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 I'm going to, doesn't matter if it's new year or my birthday or Christmas. Like I'm just looking one day ahead and see what happens. I'm not going to think too far ahead because I spent almost a whole year doing that mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. disappointed. Um, things didn't go the way we all wanted it to. And I just got tired of uh, making these predictions and having these expectations that things would go back to normal. So New Year's, I was just, all right, cool. The year's over. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's move on. Right. The next day is new. And let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jen? Same. I went in with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll see what happens. It is what it is. What about you, Jen? Uh, the ball dropped. We said, happy birthday, Titi. Bring out the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first thing I thought of 2021. No, nah, I mean, you know, like Rose said, nothing changes. It's still going to be around. It's not like we all magically think it was going to disappear as soon as 2021 came around. Like all the memes and everything were. Right. I think a lot saying, of people were under the impression yeah. like, oh, yeah, 2021 is going to come and all this is going to yeah. go away. I'm you like, know, nah, positive, sorry. The, the positivity, I, you know, I give credit for people thinking, oh, 2021 is going to be gone. It's going to be gone. We're going to be do this. We're going to be, we're going to be safe. Um, I was like, that's not happening. But uh, yeah, once the ball drops, hopefully it'll, you know, be, you know, we'll be able to deal a bit more. Sooner than later, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing changed. Nothing changed. New Year's really doesn't change anything. It's just it always considered another day, just a another gathering with family because it's birthdays on the thirty first and on the first. So it was happy birthdays and having fun. To be honest, mm-hmm. so it didn't really nothing. Nah, nah, nothing ever changed. And what about for you, Ronnie? When when you thought 
when that ball drops. Man. Yeah, like what was it for you? Like what was the first thought you thought? The first thing I thought was I hate all these stupid memes on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about 2020 is over. New year, new, new me. Year, new beginning. New year, new me. I hate be, that phrase. You know, like, so annoying. Come on. And then now with this whole stimulus thing and everybody's writing memes about stimulus checks. I'm just over it. I honestly, you know, I'm I'm aligned with Ro and, and Jay. It was Nothing changed. It wasn't the same. It wasn't a New Year's party, right? I mean, we got together. What did we do? We were pretty drunk. Oh, you were MC You don't remember. That's why. You were party, my I was with my cousins and family because we were we were we were together the whole time leading mm-hmm. up to New Year's. So I knew Our we were safe. Quarantine bubble. Cool. That's good. But, oh, that must have been so much fun. <laughs> but that was that was, that was the highlight because I know that my family and I we are very much so like ready to party no matter what time. Um, so the, the New Year's was just another addition <laughs> to kind of having that event. Um, but I knew after that day was over, it was just kind of back to the grind and making sure that we were healthy. What? Right, right. And what about you, Yusenia? What was it like the first thought when that ball dropped? Like, I was. Do you don't remember either? We <laughs> <laughs> were together. <laughs> like me. I was so happy for 2020 to be over. Yeah. Um, I think that was like my first thought and obviously we were with Ronnie's family and we were having fun and I was just looking forward to 2021 and what else can we accomplish, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. First thing in my head, I was like, goodbye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> you know, that was the first thought for me. And it was just a matter of coming to an understanding like this is not going anywhere. So it was a it was right. a mixture of happiness and a mixture of sadness at the same time. It's like it's not going to go anywhere, but but we made it. So does anybody have any final thoughts or any um, any questions or anything that they wanted to touch upon when it came to you know one year after COVID? No, I would say that when we thought that um, things would be different in twenty twenty one. Definitely realized really quick that they were not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Most definitely. Still had the same. two deaths in my family. And it has been hard ever since. So I just feel like um, we just need to approach 2021 with the same way that we did 2020 and just remember that we're resilient and... Um, that we'll get through anything and just keep going forward. I would like to add something to it, or actually it's more of a question. So I, I want to know if, if you're okay, Steph. Actually, I want to know if everyone here is okay. I was better than I was a year ago. Um, currently, am I okay? Yes. But a year ago, no. Absolutely but, not. But did you die? <laughs> <laughs> thank God I did not. No, thank God. Um, I think that's a great question. Um, who would you like to ask next? Well, uh, I'd like to hear from Jay. COVID? Yeah, I'm good. Was it scary? Not really. Um, for me personally, thank God. Um, I didn't have two people die during the pandemic, you know, not COVID related. So that was the only hard part. Uh, I lost my grandparents, both of them on each side. Uh, grandfather, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, still see family. Still see my friends. Still have a job. 
I'm okay. Or as good as can be. Sweet, man. Happy to hear that. You're dismissed. No, no. I'm I'm hearing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still here. I'm not leaving. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same thing COVID says. I'm not leaving. (laughs) Ronnie, how are you feeling? (laughs) Are you okay? I am well. Phys- um, uh, health-wise, I am well. Thank you for asking. Mentally? Mentally, still well. Uh, physically, uh, I'm okay. After my skateboarding accident, I almost broke my shoulder. But other than that, um, I feel, feel pretty solid. Uh, I'm happy that nobody in my inner circle or close circle has gotten, like I said, really affected by COVID. So that's something I'm grateful for. And overall, um, yeah, just in a, in a in a very positive state to 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 the to the future and kind of like what's to come. It's awesome. Yesenia, are you, you okay? Would you like to add, my beautiful wife? I would say that um, this past year and also even going into this year has been tough. Working from home has been tough. Although I'm grateful for having a job, as everyone else has said, it has been tough not being able to interact with my coworkers. Or to feel anxiety when I'm on a Zoom call with them. Also going through tough times. I guess in a way sort of isolated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm okay now. And I'm happy here. And I'm happy that we're together. And it feels somewhat normal. Absolutely. I agree. I yeah. agree. Are you okay, Andres? I'm okay. <laughs> Dig deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be surrounded by family and friends. I'm happy that we could kind of get like a little bit of normalcy back. You know, like I guess physically, <laughs> I'm not the best <laughs> right now. Like, I got to go back to the gym. But mentally, I think, I think nobody wants to say they're okay mentally. Are you okay though? I think so. What is that doubt? There's a, there's a, everyone always has doubts. No, like, I'm asking you. My doubt is like things are not going to get normal anytime soon. Jen, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> um, I'm okay. Better than last year. Um, I do go through my waves of like missing. I, I'm not don't do good with, with change. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. waves of missing everything that was pre March 2020. Like. Going out, um, going to concerts, going to shows, going to the city. We used to go to a big conference every year with our job and that it just, everything was just kind of yanked away. So I go through waves of that, miss knowing what I should be doing this time of year that I'm not. So it's like constant waves. I keep myself busy. So like in the physical way, like working out a lot is my way to kind of detach mentally. Um, so I don't go into those waves of like thinking about the past, um, trying to be positive for the rest of the year. So we'll see. Are you okay, Ro? Are you okay, Ro? I am. You know, thankfully I'm, I'm healthy. I feel great. I've been spending more time like working on my health and trying to like be physically prepared, um, for when weddings start to come back and happen at, at, at the clip that is supposed to happen because of the postpone, 
weddings that we had last year, we're supposed to shoot a lot more than we normally do on a on a normal year. So I've been, you know, making it a a thing to like really get in the best shape that I can, so that I can obviously live longer, and then I can also be able to work as as much as I'm going to be working. And it's also given me time to like really reflect on myself and find things that I'm passionate about and just trying to explore new hobbies. You know, I have a lot of hobbies, right, Jen? A lot. <laughs> yeah. And I've I, I just been taking it like, you know, I've been saying the whole, this whole episode, just one day at a time. And I'm happy that we're all here. It's been a while since we all seen each other. And it's, it's, it's always awesome to get together at least, you know, once twice a year absolutely and go yeah. on these trips and whether there's a pandemic or not like we were able to go somewhere you know and whether it's only a couple you know some states away and mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we're still making it our, our own experience and i'm happy that we're all here mm-hmm. yeah me so too I'm grateful for that yeah and, and i think another a positive yeah. to the pandemic is that and I think we learned this yesterday playing the game was that we've never sat and talked on a deeper level. We always just hang out, drink, have a good time. We may have like our one-off personal conversations with, it, you know, me and her or Jay and, and um, Dirty, and, but never on a, on a group level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk to that bum. But never on a, on a group level, on a deeper level. And I think that's right. another thing that we've learned from this pandemic is to be grateful for the people in our lives and, and, be willing to be open with each other and not to continue to be closed off because we were in isolation for so long that now we are more willing to, to connect with other people. Be more willing to be more vulnerable to everyone. Too. Yeah. Right. The fact that we're all here from both the East and West Coast means it, a lot. It says something. It says something. You it know? says something. It says that we're willing to travel anywhere to see each other. You know, just to, just right. to, just to have that, that connection again. Mm-hmm. Just to have that kind of normalcy again, that circle that we have, mm-hmm. that we've had for the last 12 to 15 years together. Mm-hmm. You know, and that says a lot. And I'm happy that you guys are here. I love you guys. I love, love you every, guys. Love you, guys. Mm-hmm. you know, because you, you guys Aww. are family to us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely. Is right. <laughs> absolutely. That's, that's an extra bonus edition. <laughs> yeah. I can get into that, but not on this <laughs> no, episode. No, no. no. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody again for participating with us and sharing your stories with us. Um, I can't tell you how grateful I am that I've been able to continue to have um, these um, this relationships with you guys. It's very important to me. And I can't thank you enough for being um, open, as Rolando said, and being vulnerable with us and being able to share that with our listeners because they too have gone through similar stories, like just like us, you know, we're, we're in this together, but we're doing it separately. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we were able to do this together. And... Um, and discovering our podcast. That was, I think, another new discovery yeah. we've had mm-hmm. um, that's been trying to been in the works for the last year, year and a half. And um, I think the pandemic kind of just said, you know what? Why don't you go try this? You, it's scary, but why don't you try it? Maybe something might come out of it. So Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're having so, fun doing it. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, but I want to take this opportunity to thank everybody um, sharing your, your stories and sharing your you know, your opinions, your perspectives, it's all something that 
one year later after COVID, it's still affecting us, whether it's in a negative or in a positive way. But I want to thank everybody uh, for participating with us today. Guys, you can follow, like, and share for Table for Four on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Table for Four. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker Radio, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible at Table for Four. I want to thank everybody again for participating with us. Uh, that's it, guys. One year later, this is, this is how it is. So let's give a round of applause for COVID because COVID, you. you're still here. Yay! <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thank you again. Want to tell everybody good night. I know everybody's tired, <laughs> but again, thank you guys again. Love thank you guys. You. Night. Love you guys. Night. Love you too. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.